Hey, welcome to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. We're excited to be back. We're excited to continue our conversations about different things in life that we're not necessarily always willing to talk about, but we want to tackle them on the show and just have conversations and speak truth into them. Dave, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. And and you don't like talking about bear things. So is that what we're talking about because you're a bear fan and well, the bears are that bad? I, I, I enjoy talking about the bears, but there's really not much I could talk about at the moment. Okay. So, You're right. So, but silence on, on, is golden. On the flip side, Dave, <laughs> yeah. there's really not much you could talk about your Packers either. Well, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to see. <laughs> we shall see. We're going to see. That's we the fun see. part about sports. The fun part about sports is there's always a conclusion. Always, whether it's a conclusion that you're excited exactly. about or a conclusion that exactly, and rocks people need world. to get their heads out of the out of the sand because the bottom line, some at some point, some team is going to emerge as the champion. That's right, and they're the best team that year. And most oftentimes, it's not the team that you support. Exactly, because there's a lot of teams out there. It's it's actually rare. I have a theory about that, by the way. A theory. A theory about why it's hard to repeat as champions. Okay, tell me the theory. Because once you get there, you are so disappointed in what you got that it's hard to get there again. Really? So disappointed? Yeah. Here, let me, let me tell you. Uh, Expand you, on that. There are people that play sports today that live for the moment when they are the best at whatever. Right. Okay, so whether it be football, basketball, baseball, whatever it is, World Series or, or Super Bowl, they want to stand on that podium, whatever, and say, you know, I, I am the best there is in the universe at the sport, at, at my position. And when they get there, They've, they've, they've worked all their life towards that. They have sacrificed, they have given, they have worked towards it. And when they get there, they find it's not what it's cracked up to be. And it's really hard to get there again because it wasn't what it was supposed to be. Right. And, and I had an example. When I was a, playing college football, I was voted my junior year as the uh, All-State defensive end for Division Three, whatever it was. You know, I, was, I was, got this award where I was named as the All-State player, the number one player in the state at that position I remember I got this little plaque, which I can't even find today. <laughs> and I got this little plaque, and I went back to my room, and my roommate, who you know is Ron, and, uh, and I showed him, I said, hey, I got voted you know, number one in the state at my position, showed him the plaque. He goes, that's nice. You want to go get an ice cream cone? <laughs> I mean, it was like, it wasn't celebration or anything. It was like, we used to do that anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I threw the plaque on my bed, and we went and had an ice cream cone. I think that's the last I ever talked about it. it I mean, a few times in messages, but other than that, right. it's like, and I remember looking at the plaque when I got it and, and I thought, so this is what it feels like to be number one. You get a plaque. This is really wonderful. And it was an accident for me. I, didn't, I wasn't really even trying for it. But I know that while I played sports, there were so many people who were dedicating their life to that moment that if that would have been what I was doing is dedicating my life to that moment, I would have thought, this is it. Right. This is what it feels like to be this. Right. Now, I could have said the next year, okay, then I'm going to be all American, I'm going to be pro, and then I'm going to be all pro, and then I'm going to make the Super Bowl, then I need to be the MVP, and then I need to make the, um, you know, whatever, the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So I could have had six more goals. Right. And then I could have lived that way, where I was looking to, and I think I would have been disappointed at each level. Yeah. And I think that's why it's hard to repeat, because... Once you've been there, Michael Jordan, how many championships did those Bulls have? Do you remember? Oh, man, that was six, six. seven, eight, nine, I think whatever. It was, yeah, back in the, in the quote unquote glory days. Yeah. <laughs> it was you, six or seven, I think. I really think that what happened, though, they came out and pretty much were saying, well, maybe the next one. 
Right. You know, maybe the next one will give us that that final resting place of success and happiness. And well, and here's here's a great question, Dave. You know, because I think one of the questions that we want to talk about, you know, is what is life all about in this episode. But going off of the analogy that we're talking about with football players or basketball players or any professional athletic person, you know, the, the interesting thing is this: what's the, the just what's the average? You know, lifespan of a human these days, what, maybe yeah. 70, I think the 80. adult uh, male is like 74. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, if you look at for professional sports, the average player retires, what, 34 to 38, somewhere in that yep. range. And if you're lucky, like, well, or yeah. just not wanting to give up like Brett Favre or yeah. something, then you go longer. Right. You know, but still, you know, and that's half, only half, 50% of your life. Yep. So if that's what their life is all about, is, is trying to achieve that moment or, you know, grasp, you know, the championship as many times as they can, and what, what then happens after that? Right. You know, do they just go put their head in the sand saying, I'm done? Well, I think you got to gamble or something because you got to have something in front of you that you got to right. win. You know, so if life was all about that achievement, what then does the rest of the life come about? Exactly. You know, and I think that's great questions whether or not, I mean, obviously none of us are professional athletes, but I think it's a principle that we can even ask ourselves is, is really what, what drives us? Okay. What is life all about, Dave? What, what, what about going even deeper on that one and thinking, okay, God created us so that we would never arrive mm. in this life. Right. And we keep wanting to. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I'm continually growing. I'm 61 years old and I'm continually learning and right. I continue to grow. Will I ever, I can ask you this question, will I ever arrive to where I could be totally perfect in this life? No. So God didn't make it so that I could get there? Not in this life. Okay. So it's something that's always, I can chase though. Yes. And what I found is the chase is where the fun is. Yeah. Not the arriving. Mm-hmm but to getting there right. somehow. And so I, I wonder sometimes if God didn't make us so that we're, we can't get there, right? but we should always be going toward getting there. Right. So today all the NFL teams or hockey teams or whatever you're sport of, they're all working towards getting there. Right. And, and we watch them, and that's the fun part. Let's watch the game. Let's see what happens. Let's see how it plays out. Let's see the strategies of the game. And that becomes the fun part. I think when you focus too much on finally getting there when you do i think there's a letdown how many uh, athletes and again i can't there's no scientific correlation so i'll just throw it out here as a guess sure. how yeah. many athletes get paid you know 100 million dollars or something it's and then they amount. don't then they don't perform well after that right yeah, they, I mean, <laughs> being a Bear fan. <laughs> yeah, there, there's been a few, hasn't there's, there? There's been a couple. I won't name any color, yeah, but I good. mean. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We, we would, everyone would remain nameless. That's right. But the bottom line really is, so let's say that finally the whole world is looking at me, I'm an athlete, and they're saying, you are the best there is, so we're going to pay you $50 million a year to do what you do. Right. Okay, what's my incentive now? I don't know. Because I just arrived. Right. Maybe to get $50 million for a year for the rest of my life. Maybe to get a Michael Jordan deal on shoes or something. And, but then what's after that? I love the fact that God doesn't ever allow me to say, I have arrived. I, have not, I do not need to do anything more. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at look the way the body's created. Do you, yeah. act, do you have to exercise it? Yeah. What happens if you don't exercise? Then it gets out of shape. Okay, so what, your generation, do they exercise or not? Um, besides their thumbs 
Uh, not not like your generation did, I would say. Okay. I, I mean, un- it unless depends. Sports. Unless it's a trending thing. Right. You know, because there are some 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 exercising trends that happen. Yeah. But it, like, it, it's just that. It's a trend. It's nothing that's sustainable. And what's funny is you can't ever arrive physically. Right. It's not like you say, I finally finished my last exercise. My body will now be in shape the rest of my life. Right. You always have to keep at it. So what can we learn by that? I mean, you shouldn't, then we set up our lives so that the journey is something that we're excited about? I think so. So you can get up today and say, the journey today, what, what is it about? It's about exercise. It's about getting close to people, enjoying God, enjoying people. It's about that kind of thing. And I'm going to set up my life today so I can do that. But I didn't finish today. Mm-hmm. So I have to do it again tomorrow. Right. And I didn't finish tomorrow. There's so many times where I think we want to sit and uh, do nothing. Um, when you, uh, we were talking about this the other day, the idea of uh, getting together with other people. Yeah. Or networking together. Yes. What is the purpose of that? I, I think it depends on the person, but I mean, it's really to get to know people and to share life with them. Okay. You know, well, that's my perspective, but other people might disagree with that. Like I know friends of mine that, that quote unquote network and what that means is they go meet somebody at a coffee shop, sit down and talk. So the, the Seinfeld um, influence. Yes. Um, my generation, I don't know, that was kind of towards the end of my, you know, that was in my generation, that program, but I'm yeah. sure it's in reruns and people have watched it. Yes. But that show was about nothing. Right. That was the joke about it. Right. But it really was about nothing. Yeah. And it became an extremely popular show. Right. Can you help me out on this one? How can a show that's about nothing be popular? I don't know. (laughs) Well, I'm struggling. I mean, it's like, okay, people would spend hours watching this. Right, about nothing. Yeah, but it went nowhere. Right. Well, Well, and at the end of the day, I mean, a lot of, whether it's Seinfeld or if it is a different show or movie that is about, that does go somewhere, still at the end of it, what do you gain? Yeah. Well, some of them, I mean, some people like, uh, I don't know, those uh, talent programs or whatever. Yeah. You know, there's an award and somebody goes on and they get a career right. or whatever. But the bottom line really is when you look at a, you, you look at a program that defines a culture and a nation yeah. and it's about nothing. So the question that we have to ask is, do I in my life actually seek nothing right. and think that that is the ultimate goal? To, to have nothing and be nothing and have nothing as far as responsibility. What do people that wake up today and have nothing to do today do? Nothing. Right? I mean, they have to do something. Right. Well, well, some of them do and some of them don't. I would say that there are some people out there that literally don't do anything. They just wake up, roll out of bed, turn on the TV, and their life is miserable. So if, if I were to ask you to define success in life and, and define what would you look forward to it, is it possible to even look forward to a day when you get up in the morning and nobody's telling you what to do and you go nowhere and you have nothing to do and you have no responsibilities? Oh, those days are great. Except for they don't happen. Right. Ever. Ever. <laughs> so we live for that, though. Right, and we, and we long for that, but that never happens. Why? Because life happens, and there's people in our life, there's work in our life, and there's different things, and so why do we strive for something that's unrealistic when there's reality? Uh, exactly, but we define, I mean, think about it. Think about, uh, the people that are listening, just think about 
the idea of saying, I look, I so look forward to a day where I have nothing. Right. So the day comes. What are you going to do? Right. It would drive me crazy. Right. And if you ask somebody, you know, what, what, what it is that they want, you know, and I think there's statistics out there support that. It's like, well, I want happiness. Yeah. You know, or I want. What is that? Or what, I is, want what is happiness? You what know, is it? Right. De- define that for me. Happiness. Yeah, define it. That, uh, I don't know. I mean, for me, happiness is when I'm doing the things that I enjoy most. Okay, which is what? Sleeping? No. You know, I don't. So what I mean, if, I enjoy uh, sleeping. I mean, some people, oh, that's true. Some people do enjoy. You know, I love. I love interacting a movie? with people. I love hanging out with my family. Like, those are the things that are important to me. So even if it's, you know, a harder day, even with my boys, I still find it enjoyable. Can work bring you happiness? Absolutely. And play can bring you happiness. Yeah. Okay. And being with people obviously can bring you happiness. Right. Yeah, right. You know what? Let's just, let's just play with the rest of this program and some others. I, I want to I be a place that defines words. And I think happiness is eluding us here. Yeah. Because cause people can be, it's kind of like the word love. Right. Because, you know, you could love a pizza. Mm, I love pizza. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you could love a football game. Yeah. You could love your wife. Right. You could love a car. Right. I mean, I, I'm confused. Because now we used one word in the context that goes like a lot of different directions. And when people use the term, then we think we know what they're talking about. Right. So right. When, when you say God is love. What does that mean? Does that mean like a pizza? Right. Like a car? Like a football game? What are we talking about? But we all say, yeah, we know that. God is love. And we all get goosebumps. Yeah. We have no idea what we just said. Right. And as we continue to talk about what life is all about, I think we need to tackle some of these issues. Like, you know, what it, what is the things that we pursue and what does it actually mean? So stick with us here on Younger and Older. We'll be right back after this short break. Welcome back to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. And we are in the middle of a discussion talking about life, what life is all about. And we ran into some words that I think we think we're familiar with, but I think it would, uh, I'm thinking a lot here, Dave. Behoove us. It would behoove right. us. What is, have you ever behooved? I don't even know what behooved <laughs> means. Is that something you do with a horse? Uh, no, that's behoof. Behoofed. Oh, okay. <laughs> so behoove. All right. The English language is no good, by the way. I mean, it just, it doesn't work. Right. First of all, work. there's a lot of definitions, but secondly, just the way it's, wor- for example, let me give you an example. Please do. Okay. If you see a deer out in the woods, that's a deer, correct? Yes. If you see many deer, it's deer out in the woods. Yes. You should have to add an S. And so if you who, see, if you see a moose out in the woods. It should be mooses. <laughs> or what about meese? It should be it, 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 whatever. I mean, Moose or meese? Or meeses? Mooses. Mooses. I mean, by the rule, it would be mooses. Here, <laughs> here's what I want to know. Who in the world <laughs> decided? Who, to, yeah, who decides all the exceptions to the rules? Like, who decides that a goose plural is geese, but not a moose plural? That's right. Who decides this? Even I have though a picture, really, it's only one letter different. I know. I have a picture <laughs> in my mind of who does this. There's this. There's this little old English teacher sitting somewhere. She's got gray hair and a bun on her head, with these real interesting glasses, horn rim glasses. And she sits in this dark room with a light over her desk, and she makes hard rules to follow <laughs> because she knows that normal people will struggle with them, but she knows the rules, and it's like a power struggle. That's what I think. Yeah. I think somewhere in the world, who decides this? Right. Who? who I, act- I don't know. Like, who created those rules? All right. You have teeth, right? Uh, yes. 
Yeah. One of them is a tooth. Why isn't it tooths? That's a great question. Who made that up? Uh, George. <laughs> I don't know if you know what you're talking about. That's right. No, actually, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I'm sitting here thinking, <laughs> this is what we're talking about, though, actually, because when you take like the English language and you start using it like you know what it's about, Right. I am a very um, logical kind of philosophical thinker. Yes, you are. You're very so literal. I am. So when I say tooth, I want to say tooths. Well, you should. You should start a new Well, trip. I did, and because I run last night at our youth club, I was, I was trying to figure out why we call them teeth, and the kids were just dying, and my dear wife was thinking, you hope they don't go to school and start telling their English teacher she's all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, awesome. I'm actually just trying to figure it out. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me, and I really would like to know who it is that made these rules different. Who has that authority to say, we're not saying tooths? I don't know. Can we make that authority? Does your generation ever get bothered by these things? <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever necessarily sat yeah, down right. and wondered about tooth and teeth and moose and meese. Yeah, well, I don't know why my mind goes there, but it bothers me. Right. But I, I think, I think it, it's a valid point. You know, picking up our discussion, you know, we were talking about um, love. We were, yep. you know, And, uh, you know, I would say that I love pizza. You also have told your wife that you love her. That's right. And so does that mean I like to cuddle and snuggle with and kiss my pizza? I think you might. <laughs> <laughs> you really do like your pizza. That I know. Uh, well, maybe pizza was a bad illustration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. No, you know, I understand what you're meaning. It, do, do you dilute a word when you use it in a way? Right. Um, for example, in the Bible, we're told not to use the, the, the name of God in vain. Right. Do you dilute it if you use it in a way that's just meaningless? Yeah. Or, yeah, so you kind of lose the idea of the word God. Right. When someone says, oh, my God, or, or I mean, they use it a lot or whatever it might be. You just dilute the meaning of it. Right, right. So now there are, there are words in the English language that are kind of diluted so much that we don't know what it means. Right. And, and love is one of those. Right. Uh, let me throw something by you. Do you, think, do. do you think God is tolerant? Tolerant. There's another buzzword. Yeah, do you think he's tolerant? Um, yes. See, I don't. Okay. I think he's patient. I think it's different. Oh, okay, there you go. I think tolerance means you accept wrong. See, well... I, and patience means that you work with the wrong to make it right. Right. And I would agree with that definition. So then we shouldn't be tolerant. Right. We sh and uh, yeah. on that definition, we shouldn't be tolerant. Okay. That's, that's why I think we need to have discussions like this. Right. Because it's not that I'm saying I'm right. I'm trying to understand the concept. Right. And the meaning behind the words you're using, for so sure. So when I say, when someone says, well, you need to be tolerant, my immediate response is, I don't think so. Right. And that makes sense based on your definition. Yeah. And I can give you an example. Your son. Yes. Your son. Let's say... Your son, you have, you have two sons and one on the way here at this broadcast. That's right. But um, your son does something that is going to be harmful to him. Yep. So you're tolerant. So you say, well, if that's what you want to do, son, how does that demonstrate love? Now, we just went through tolerance and love mm. on this. Right. So how does it demonstrate love if you're tolerant towards your son who's going to do something that's going to be harmful to him? I don't think it does. So we're helping now kind of narrow down what these terms mean. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So tolerance isn't looking at something and saying, go ahead and do it even if it hurts you. Right. 
Because that wouldn't that wouldn't be helpful I, in any way. I would have no respect for you. I would not want you as a friend. Right. If if I knew that you could watch me do something that would be harmful to me and shrug your shoulders and say, I'm a tolerant person, so I'm putting up with the evil in your life. Mm-hmm. Now, we are opening a can of worms here. Oh, it's been open. Because now we're talking about the word evil, and we would have to define it. And, we, and so we might yeah. spend programs on this just right. going somewhere. Um, but tolerance is something that I don't think people who love possess. Okay. I think they possess patience. Right. So in your life, when your son does something wrong, you're patient. You don't like sock him to the moon every time he does something. I mean, it's like, no, he's a young boy. He's going to make mistakes. How can I use this in his life to help him? Yeah. That's love to me. Right. That's not tolerance, though. Right. That's patience. Right. That's what God is, I think. And I think that that brings a whole new meaning to those words for a lot of people because a lot of people don't necessarily think about that meaning when they throw out those words. Yeah, because what we live in is a soundbite society, and we don't have time to do what you and I just did. We've taken about seven and a half minutes to describe just tolerance. Right. You can't do that in a 15-second soundbite. No, not at all. You get people mad at you, actually, because you say, I'm not tolerant. And I will tell people I am not tolerant. Right. And I don't think parents who send their kids to Silver Birch Ranch, you're the program director here, I don't think they want you tolerant of evil. Right. I think they would like you patient if kids make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they would want you to accept them. Right. And I don't think we should as a nation. Mm-hmm. Okay, that opens up another bummer, though, right. of, of a problem. We're talking about not being tolerant, so then there must be an absolute. Mm -hmm. Right. There would have to be. And what if there isn't? Well, then that... Then you can be tolerant because there's nobody right. Right, because then nobody's right, and then what's why even do anything? We're we're going in like a circle here. I mean, that's a problem. Right. So there has to be an absolute somewhere. Right. And most people, unfortunately, I think resolve that by saying, I'm the absolute. Right, what I think is right. So that's why you have to be tolerant, because there's no absolute but me. Right, because if you think it's right, Whoa. it's got to be right, but if I think it's right, it's got to be right. So yeah, we got a problem. Yeah. This, is, this is murky water at best. Yes, so, <clears throat> not good for fishing. No. I would suggest that people begin with um, really human logic, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Go outside and look at the stars. Yeah. Somebody made them. Right. There is a God, I'm not him. You start there. And you're able to say, okay, now I've got a, a like a, an anchor point that I can say, here's where I started. There's a God. I'm not him. Now discover him. Right. And as you get to discover him, you can start adjusting your life to the things that are true. And now you learn that, okay, love is actually not being tolerant, but being patient. Right. And it even, it even as you pursue that, helps you understand what life is all about. Because if, if we're going by the paradigm that you're right and I'm right and they're right and they're right, you know, and there's no absolutes, then there really is no ultimate, you know, we get back to that analogy at the top of the show where, you know, success is trying to achieve something and then we achieve it. It's not success anymore because we've achieved it and we want more. Whereas when we pursue and realize that God is in control and that God created us for a reason and purpose, all of a sudden life becomes about so much different and it's more. And then it's along that journey that you experience these 
you know, things that people are, are wanting, whether it's happiness or success, because all of a sudden life becomes about loving, as we talked about, being patient with people, enjoying people, and enjoying God along the way, and all of a sudden life happens. So I, w- I would say if you're not enjoying God and enjoying people, yeah, then that's what has to be adjusted first. Right. And if that's adjusted, the rest of the stuff starts to fall in line. And you can begin to define things. I encourage young people all the time to define what they're talking about. Because they'll come to me and say, you know, I, I, I want to make a difference in the world. And I say, what difference do you want to make? Right. And then they're quiet. Right. What, they hear that line somewhere? Mm-hmm. I want to make a difference. I want to live to make a difference. Yeah, what does that mean? You know, go move that rock from there to there. You just made a difference in the world. Right. You know, or even I come across people that's like, well, I just want to do things that bring me happiness. What is that? Yeah. And how long will that last? How is that different than like a mule? You know. How is it different than a mule? They, they do things to make themselves happy. Right. Where does it, where does it get you? You know. Yeah. And at what point is that not enough? I think it's always not enough. You know. So happiness is something, can you pursue it? Or is it a byproduct? I would say that happiness is a byproduct. Okay. I would agree with you. But do people pursue byproducts or do byproducts happen automatically? I think people want to pursue the byproduct without realizing that the byproduct happens automatically. Exactly. Say that five times fast. Yeah, I, I don't think I can. <laughs> I don't even think I can repeat that. <laughs> I, I understand the concept. But it's like I want to have... You know, and in, in when I played football, we used to talk about beach muscles. You know, you lift weights so that when you get that swimsuit on, you look good. You wanted that beach bod. That beach bod. That's that new term. It, however, you didn't want to really lift weights. Right. You didn't want to get through no, the No, so you're looking for pills, man. You're looking for... Right. For, you just wanted the byproduct. Yeah, you wanted the byproduct. And so many people do that. They want to lose weight. Right. They want to be skinny. They want to be in shape. But they don't want to go through the effort of watching what they eat and exercising. Right. They just want that. Right. So what we have is a problem in that... We pursue, we actually pursue the byproduct thinking that we've successfully done something. And we can't, that, that byproduct's kind of elusive. Yeah. So we want to lose weight. So we pursue losing weight at all costs. Yeah. But we don't want to have habits in our life that cause us to maintain a good weight. Right. Because really good weight is a byproduct. We've talked about a barometer before on the show. It's, it's really not something that causes anything. It's just For those of us that are millennials, can you remind me what a barometer is? It tells us what the weather's going to be according to the pressure outside. Oh, right. There's high pressure and low pressure. Okay. High pressure is nice weather. Low pressure is rainy weather normally. Gotcha. You got a little barometer and there's atmospheric pressure. And if you have this barometer, when it goes low, look out. There's going to be a storm. Gotcha. When so it goes it, high, it's going it to be It kind of gives you a realistic sense of what's going to happen. And that's what happens in our life. If today you're, you're going and you're depressed and you're angry, you're jealous, you're, I mean, all these things. Yeah. Those are barometers. And you really need to be somebody then that, that pursues the things that will cause happiness, not pursuing happiness. And really what that is, it starts with having a right relationship with God so you can enjoy him right. and a right relationship with those you love because that's what you're made to do. And without that, you're never going to achieve that. But we're going to have to keep talking about definitions, I think, in programs to come. Absolutely. And I think we're just kind of scratching the surface on this one as we talk about life and just some of the things that we see in our culture. But I would just encourage you, um, even as you're thinking about yourself, just think about you know the definitions and the words you use and challenge yourself. Uh, thanks for 
tuning in today and listening. This is Younger and Older with Jason and Dave, which is um, a ministry of Relate 365. So if you want to um, download some episodes from the past, go to Relate365.com, which is affiliated with Silver Ranch. And today we just want you to enjoy God and enjoy people. This is Jason and Dave. We'll see you next time.